Japan, I'm Franklin, and you're listening to the Grok Science Show. That's right, it's a weekly look at the world of science, technology, and the way they affect our daily lives. Coming up on today's show, Professor Ingrid Montes joins us to talk about the post Maria recovery efforts in Puerto Rico and science education. So stay tuned for all of this here on the Grok Science Show. back to the program. Well, today's interview was originally recorded in November of 2017. It's been two months since Hurricane Maria hit Puerto Rico. The recovery efforts are still going on, but they are far from complete. A large fraction of the population still lack electricity and many are at risk to water contamination. Some communities also face food shortages. Our thoughts go out to all the people affected out there and our thanks go to all the people supporting the recovery efforts. Well, joining us right now is our special guest, Professor Ingrid Montes, who is Professor of Chemistry and Assistant Dean in the College of Sciences at the University of Puerto Rico. Dr. Montes is a passionate educator and also director at large at the American Chemical Society. She joins us to talk about the situation in Puerto Rico and our work in science education. Dr. Montes, thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you, Fran, for your invitation. It's my pleasure to be here. So... These are certainly not easy times for the Puerto Ricans. Uh, could you give us a description of what the situation is like uh, right now? Uh, what was the initial damage like? And you know how well prepared were the people uh, for Hurricane Maria? First, I, I would like to take some, some minutes to say thank you to everybody. Uh, Puerto Rico receives a lot of help and prayers and positive thoughts from many people uh, worldwide. So we are very grateful to everybody. Um, In terms of the hurricane, well, honestly, um, everybody said that you should be prepared for a hurricane. But nobody understand, really understand what is a a huge hurricane like was Maria to Puerto Rico. Uh, It was even worse because it, it was in from the south East, and it was out from the northwest, so it crossed the island everywhere. Everybody was uh, really affected by the winds, um, by the, the the rain. It was a lot of rain, it was a lot of winds. So everybody was almost prepared to receive a hurricane. But that hurricane was really bad. The winds were so strong that... Uh, for example, uh, many towers of communication fall down. Uh, many of them depend on an electric power. So uh, one of the major problems was the power. The, the, the electric services were down. They were not in good shape uh, in terms of infrastructure to support these kind of winds. And in the other part, because uh, nobody was prepared to, to something like this. But these things happen. 
it was a disaster because there was no way to respond effectively. Uh, during the first days, everybody was depending of generators. Generators function with gas or gasoline or diesel. Where there was a, a huge crisis in terms of uh, uh, how get gasoline and how get diesel, and the gas also because there was no way to to go out and and to drive um, at least for the first two days. So the crisis was really hard, and I feel like probably because we were not completely prepared mentally of what was going on in a disaster like this. The the other thing that I need to say is that we don't have the infrastructure, the uh, the healthy infrastructure to overcome this kind of catastrophe. But anyway, um, I have to say that everybody could be prepared for maybe one days, uh, maybe one week, seven days, but not for two months. And it has been two months, and there are more than 50% of uh, the, the island, the population, doesn't have any power. And they are talking about they will have some 100% uh, of the island or the electricity restored by April or May of the next year. So uh, can you imagine if you have to do something uh, every day to find out the way to cook and to find out the way to wash your, your clothes? And that is not the way that we were usually or were living before Maria. So I guess that uh, government in general, I'm not saying only Puerto Rico, should think about and have a more efficient emergency plan. And thinking not that we last uh, maybe five days the emergency, maybe thinking in the worst. And I guess that that is one, uh, a good suggestion to everybody. When you say that you should prepare uh, something just if you have an earthquake or you have a major disaster, you, you always think about doing something for one, one day. And that was not our case. And it's now our experience. And I need to share to everybody that you should be prepared, thinking always on the worst. Certainly sobering words. Uh, as you mentioned, it's quite important to prepare for the worst. In your role as a science educator, and you work to help society understand chemistry and basic science in general. You know, what can we do as scientists to help citizens and decision makers uh, become aware of the risks from climate change and other major issues, particularly the risks associated with uh, natural disasters? Fran, I have, uh, like, Two things that I want to explain. One is as a scientist, and you are a scientist, as a scientist, you should be very well prepared and you should understand really what is uh, the importance of doing research. And when you are talking about research, there are many ways and many topics and many uh, interdisciplinary research. And that is one of the major things that I considered very important. You know, uh, many of the researchers are very specialized. However, uh, I think that research should be more uh, open and 
collaborative, and everybody should understand uh, at least the basic of the other field. If you are a chemist, you should understand at least uh, the basic for physics or geography or uh, environmental science or whatever. In that sense, everybody can think about and can contribute. And if you understand the basic, then I will want to point out the second thing. Many people are really focused, and that's good. I'm not saying that is bad. Are focused in doing the research, publication, presentation. To who? To scientific community. But they are not aware that one of the most important things is to teach students or any, anyone how important it is to explain science in a simple manner. When you go to the Capitol, the senators are not signed, and they are the ones that need to understand what is going on. So it's very important in terms of education for me, it's very important to train your students as a scientist, but also as a communicators. Communicators to make advocacy for science, to be able to talk with uh, and do policy, to make a, to be able to explain to kids, to teachers, and to everybody how important it is to understand the major challenges, and global warming is one of them. It's one of them, and you can see uh, that, for example, uh, many people are just focused on, on, on energy, which is very important, or they are focused on food, or they are focused on materials, and that Everyone has something to contribute and has something to understand also that global warming needs everyone. All the scientists will be needed to solve all the challenges that we are going through because uh, of the environment or the change or, or the, the way that we are just seeing that world is changing. Changing in terms of uh, commodities, changing in terms of, of politics, in terms of many things. So um, that is one of the major uh, problems that we have. We need to educate scientists, but we need to also understand that they should be the people that make the policy and convince everybody when there is something that is needed to know including this kind of interaction as is the radio or TV or any media. Uh, well, thanks for your thoughts on science education. The recovery is expected to take place until at least the middle of 2018. Uh, regarding the University of Puerto Rico, how are the students doing? Uh, have they returned to classes? Initially, everybody was trying to help to clean the campuses. And when I say the campuses, it's not only the University of Puerto Rico. We have also private institutions in Puerto Rico. So everybody helped. The community was really exceptional in terms of, of working together to get Puerto Rico back. So many of the classes uh, were starting since the second or third week of October. Some of the campuses have already some kind of uh, generators on place that could be okay, uh, the power and everything was okay, uh, using generators. And others 
uh, well, like mine, that is a big campus, we decided to start restart our semester without the electric power. Oh, uh, we were lucky that we started on Monday and last Monday, one week ago, and then uh, on Thursday we got the power and everything is coming back to normality. Um, as you know, when you restore some kind of power, it's not always stable, so you can have some some days without electric power again. But we are trying to reestablish everything, and we, the students, were really committed, and the the attendance for the courses were almost 100%. In some cases. Uh, less, but no less than seventy percent. So that's that's good. That's good because they say that everybody wants to continue the education. In terms of the research, there were campuses that were more affected than other. However, um, I I mentioned initially the word collaboration, and I think that many people are doing collaboration. So they move to the to the lab that were working. Uh, okay, even with generate. Or, or doing, there were some buildings that have uh, electric power uh, very soon because they are very close to the hospital and the priority to restore everything was hospital and nursing homes and, you know, that that was really a blessing. So many, many universities uh, got the electric power very soon and so researchers move and try to to continue. So uh, I cannot say that the research was not affected by the hurricane um, because, for example, there were many students that cannot uh, be working because they were really affected and they lost everything or they don't have the way to go to the the institution or the research lab or whatever, but honestly, everybody, uh, the the spirit of of all the the scientists were to recover and be back to normality in terms of research and productivity as soon as possible. I can say that everybody was very receptive, was very was very eager to to restore. Uh, and, and to recover everything as soon as possible. Some of them sooner than others, but everybody was, was really committed with that. So um, there are many, many projects um, with external fund, NIS, NSF, NASA. So they, they were eager to continue. Some of the students need to do a special projects, and they took uh, the advantage that uh, some labs were open to receive them to continue uh, the research there. So uh, some students moved to to U.S. and continue the research, and now they are going back because we already have the facilities working. My general message is that it was hard, but Puerto Rico and everybody is developing some kind of resiliency to overcome and Probably if you talk with people that experience this, and when I say with people, with young people going through this disaster, they will be stronger than many others that cannot have this experience. In some sense, as a, an educator, we can always 
take something good about this experience. And I think that we are doing that. Immediately after hurricanes, the priority was to get the hospitals up and running. What's the situation like now? Are they back up and running? There were only one hospital that was really, the structure, the infrastructure was really, really damaged. And that will be repaired and it's not open for all the patients were, were transferred. Initially to the ship, we got the ship uh, that is a hospital, a huge hospital, and all the patients were just moved to that ship. And now they are, are just the ones that are already recovered are okay, but they are, you know, they are trying to move the, the patient to other uh, hospital. But that was the, like, immediate response, just to make sure that all the hospital has the the electric power and the water services to continue their work. It was not easy. It was more than one week to to say that everybody uh, was going back. And there was some people that were not so lucky. For example, there were people um, that have or depend on some kind of oxygen uh, machines or or dialysis, and they cannot get the service, so unfortunately they pass. Um, FEMA and everybody was pretty diligent to open the, uh, to continue the service, the health services in the island. So I, I guess we're running a little bit out of time here today. Uh, are there any last words you'd like to add about the recovery in Puerto Rico or your thoughts on science education? Well, uh, the only thing that I have to say is that um, education is is the most important thing for the humanity. And if you all have the privilege to continue education, please be sure to really be very proud of that, but also be sure that you are going to use your education to educate other people and to do policy and to educate governors and administrators and everybody. It's not easy that, uh, to understand some things in science, so we need to talk simple, and we need to talk specific and right through and be effective. Education is something important, but it's important that you use your education in the benefit of the population or your community. Professor Montes, thank you for taking the time to talk with us today. Okay, thank you, Fran. And we were just talking to Dr. Ingrid Montes, Professor of Chemistry and Assistant Dean at the University of Puerto Rico on the hurricane recovery and science education. Uh, our thoughts go out to all the people who are still recovering, and many thanks to all the hardworking people trying to bring lives back to normal. And you were just listening to the Grok Science Show. Make sure you tune in again next week for more from the world of science, technology, and the way they affect our daily lives. In the meantime, you can check us out at www.groks.net on Facebook and Twitter. You can also email us at science at groks.net. For Grok Science, I'm Frank Ling. Stay tuned here for more music. Bye.